Yes, we've got it all. Media manipulation, video manipulation, costume advice, the double half Wappinger, and road trip, plus the kind of ending that makes it impossible to stop watching one of these shows. The Jessica Jones After Show starts now. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Yes, indeed, I am the double half Wappinger. I am Christian Blatt. Welcome to the Jessica Jones After Show. We're talking about season three, episodes seven and eight. Double half Wappinger, the title of episode seven. Camera friendly, the title of episode eight. And none could be more camera friendly than my co-hosts. Oh, I thought you were going to go to Adam, because he definitely is more than me. Oh, my God. That is nice of you to say. I almost did a spit take, but I didn't have the liquid in my what? mouth yet. So you almost literally just choked on your tongue. Yeah, wow. Uh, April, say hello to the people. Hello, people. And Adam, you can also say hello to the people. Hello, people. These are some good episodes to talk about. We get some action. We finally get some more superhero stuff happening on camera that we can see. Some yeah. actual, like, mm-hmm. I think they just... Save their effects budget for like a couple episodes they, later on. I think they have a certain number of jumps for Jessica person. <laughs> like it's not it's, a lot. It's uh-huh. maybe three. I don't. I don't if know we're lucky. because we had an off-camera jump in an earlier episode. Uh, I think this is the first on-camera jump that we get so far this year. But we'll talk. How did they about do that. it on the six million dollar man? Was it usually just like that it was slow and they'd show him jump and land? Right. I think they kind of did the same thing. Yeah, they, they would. Yeah, exactly. They, it was like cutting away from from the action. A lot of you know? And. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when we're so we're gonna go through uh, our thoughts on episodes seven and eight, and uh, stick around at the end. We will give you some uh, no filtered moments from Ooh. either or both. Taking of these off episodes. the filter. That's right. Ooh. Taking it off. There. <laughs> Breathing clear. Just like Malcolm taking it all. Ooh. Off. Well, just saying. <laughs> so uh, episode seven, the double half Wappinger does begin with. Jessica asking, uh, how many superheroes does it take to lock up a psycho killer? More than two, apparently, because of the simple fact that they're not able to uh, put uh, to put Salinger away. Uh, and then who seizes on the opportunity, uh, the, you know, the famous phrase to uh, never let a good crisis go to waste? Jerry Hogarth figures out a way to uh, get her struggling firm, as it is characterized in this episode, uh, into the, uh, the well, the release of Gregory Salinger. Talk about where we're at at the start of episode seven, April, where you know Hogarth makes a surprising to anyone who doesn't know her, I guess, but not particularly surprising uh, entrance into this part of the story. I thought she had like some boundaries that she wouldn't cross, maybe some sort of loyalties, but no, she is just out for herself. I am so mad at her. She was literally my favorite character, and she is just in it for herself. Well, I think in some of the past seasons, she's had some fun parties that it might have been fun to be invited Mm -hmm. to. But, uh, yeah, I think she's very complicated. And even her, with this tactic of trying to get publicity for her firm, she's like, I didn't realize you were going to say that about Jessica. Mm -hmm. You know, because... She's made it clear that they're not really friends, but uh, this wasn't exactly the tactic she wanted to take. Uh, how do you characterize the relationship, Adam, between, uh, well, Hogarth, Jessica, and, uh, of course, also Salinger at this point? I thought, are there no depths to which she will not plunge? 
Hogarth, are you kidding me? This is the <laughs> woman that you off you were gonna give her the suicide pills. Right. Mm-hmm. And she I think she still has them. Did she take them or did she leave them there? Uh, I think she left them there. Yeah, I think she did leave them. I think there. Jessica may have crushed them up and snorted them because they just give her a good time and don't actually yeah. do the job because of her uh, super metabolism. But uh, yes, yeah. Then they try to back off by having Hogarth where like, I didn't know you were going to say that. So, but you know, Hogarth knows that Jessica is the one that like busted this guy or, or you know, this guy had come out against Jessica. So Hogarth knows what she's doing. I, mm-hmm. I don't, it's like she is the most irredeemable person who's constantly somehow redeemed. Yeah. Uh, and you just, people like that, you always figure out, like, at some point, you know, at some point, you figure your, your luck's going to uh, run out, you know? And, I mean, we have this diagnosis for her. But even still, she just flies in the face of uh, pretty much every expectation. Uh, I think that uh, Salinger, I- I- consistent with his outlook on everyone, wants Jerry to prove she's as good as she says he is. But she's also said, the only time I've ever failed is when a client has undermined me. And so it's like, so, you know, if you do that, I can't say this is going to work out for you. Because he's got the law degrees, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Exactly. He points that out. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So you go ahead and and represent Uh yourself in in court. And he's also aware that Hogarth needs the big win. Mm -hmm. He says that you need me more than I need you. There is. He is just the cockiest. Mm -hmm. So full of himself. He, everybody's a fool in his eyes. Yeah, right, exactly. And uh, that that's why he kills the fools. Because right. he is the fool killer. <laughs> uh, and I think that uh, it doesn't take long for uh, Jessica to come a-calling at uh, Hogarth's firm. And uh, she makes a very pointed remark to her that when you cozy up to maniacs, people get hurt. People around you get hurt. It's like, hey, remember... How things worked out for you the last time you associated with uh, with a psychopath. Uh, but uh, for me, I thought that uh, what Jessica says to Jerry is, uh, it looks like you finally found someone to put you out of your misery. He just might enjoy it a little bit too much. So uh, do you think... I, 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 do you think that Jerry is taking to heart, Adam, what Jessica's doing in terms of warning her? Like, this is a, this is a really bad guy. You know, this is... This is there. There's no way this goes well for you, Jerry. Uh, I think Jerry is a victim of her own hubris, and yeah. she only sees what is right in front of her, which is this big public relations win. Uh, and uh, no, it's very stupid. I, I mean, this could be her tragic flaw. This could be mm-hmm. she might get her wish, as Jessica points out. Yeah, it's incredibly stupid. And Hogarth is trying to hide behind the fact that you know her job is not to prove guilt or innocence, just to prove that you can't convict this person. To prove to a, a jury, you know, to defend this guy, unless there is, a, a, you know, no reasonable doubt that he is guilty of a crime, you know. So, uh, and at this point, he's not being accused of a crime, right? I mean, at this point, he's he's off the hook. So there's no there's no trial or anything impending. I love how many times everyone says alleged murder. Yeah, everyone says alleged, yep. and it's just like, uh, okay, yeah, but you know, for Jessica, it's like, no, he's a murderer. Mm-hmm. Like she knows it, and she doesn't need to uh, throw that around. So, uh, as, as part of all of this, Salinger uh, introduces into the media this notion that there are two of these female costume mm-hmm. vigilantes. 
Uh, and that leads to uh, Jessica's phone ringing off the hook. And I think Jillian is uh, really earning her eight hours that she gets paid for. It, mm-hmm. We know she clocks out at 4.59 uh, from, I think, the first episode of the season. Uh, and, uh, you know, she already she knows Jessica well enough to explain to people calling. It's like, basically, Jessica doesn't like people, so she would never work with a partner. I loved that line. Yeah, I thought that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, the... What uh, when that happens in the episode, uh, April? Mm-hmm. You know when it, it becomes apparent. Uh, what sort of feeling do you get for for Trish? Uh, for me, she doesn't seem at all disappointed that people are aware she exists. I think part of being the hero is that really she craves that attention. Mm-hmm. We had episode two called "Thank You." She wants to be thanked. She wants to be appreciated. Patsy, you know, yeah, it's Patsy, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, how much do, do you think it bothers her at all? This idea that uh, it seems kind of inevitable at this point. People are going to figure out who she is and what she's doing. I think she wants it at this yeah. point. That yeah, absolutely, she wants the recognition and. You can just see when she does those infomercials that, like, she is in pain. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. she does not want to be there. This is what she wants to do. She wants to help people, and she wants people to know that she is doing good. Yeah. Uh, And I I think uh, we'll see a lot of that as we talk about these two episodes. Uh, But there is the realization of... You know, uh, Jessica even says it is that everybody screws up their first time out. So then they figure out that they what they really need to do is figure out who the first person was that he killed and, you know, really investigate that case. Now, something that I referenced in our previous after show was when he mentioned the fact that his brother died. Well, that seems like a good place to start. And Mm -hmm. yeah, you were right on. And this kind of starts uh, the real Detective work, right? Like, this is a detective show. It's that hard-boiled, noir detective show, as well as a superhero show. So this is like... You know, this is what makes them form their team up. Where Mm -hmm. we see Trish and Jessica working together, not as like a superhero duo, but is but from the detective side. Right, they work together in the way that they would have in the past, even if Trish didn't have any powers. And what better way than a road trip to uh, a town very clearly identified as Wappinger Singular Falls? But there's a real town in the area they're talking about called Wappinger's Falls, plural. And I don't know what that decision is. I don't know (laughs) if it's like the town's like, hey, come on, we don't want to. I don't want people saying we have a serial, serial killer. killer. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, uh, I went to college in Poughkeepsie. It's like right down uh, Route Nine from oh, there. That's funny. Uh, we don't need that. They clearly filmed it in uh, uh, just some of the locations. I looked it up. They filmed it in, in a town called uh, Piermont, which is closer to Manhattan. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit about that background. But whatever it is, uh, there is the the question uh, asked: Why do serial killers always come from bucolic small towns? <laughs> which I thought was nice. Uh, uh, April. Uh, how do you think, how would you characterize the way that Jessica is received at the small town police station when she shows up with her fancy New York City leather jacket and her uh, little PI badge? Mm-hmm. At first, that cop was really rubbing me the wrong way, how she's like, you people can just yeah. come in here. And I love uh, just response, like, you people. <laughs> like, right. Or she's like, what am I? Uh, I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, and it's uh, it's something that you don't get nearly enough of, I, I think, you know, mm-hmm. just uh, how afraid regular people are, you know, non-powered people are of these people with abilities. I mean, it's it's 
it's a much more pronounced part of of the X-Men mythos, you know, mm-hmm. that 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 just how feared they are because they're born with their abilities. But, uh, you know, it, it's it's just a reminder that like, yeah, look, as much as people get excited when they see Captain America on TV, the idea that, you know, you have these other, you know, these Hell's Kitchen slash Harlem, you know, powered people just living and walking amongst you, you know, for non-powered people, it's it's a little frightening. So, Adam, understandably, she doesn't want to turn over the, uh, you know, her files uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, let her start traipsing around the town, you know. Well, this is one of my favorite moments of the episode, the text, Patsy needs a meltdown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is what really kind of honed in the, where the show just became Simon and Simon for a little bit. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, of course. Like, you know, they're always referencing, like, other genre shows sure. and things like that. And this was that, That's this is that detective show dynamic. They're very, like, Trish is very the buttoned up, you know, uh, detective. Simon & Simon is a detective show from the 80s about brothers. And one was this outlandish, like, Vietnam vet kind of, you know, and one was really buttoned up. Like, more of the Trish. And, like, I'd say the vet was more uh, Jess- Jessica. So Jessica's Gerald McGraney. Yes! There and, you go. Yes! And, and Trish is Parker Stevenson. Oh my god, so. I would not have been able to pull out the names of those actors. That's, that's why I'm here. And, that and is they solid. see that I didn't Google that. So wow, no, no. That, that was, tells you how much useless information is so in well this done. head. But, so, do you think that's a fair comparison? I do, and I love the fact that uh, that Ryan has already found that's a fantastic. picture for those watching. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, you know, I, I think Jessica could make that hat work. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I think, you know, and look, that's why you you need you need to have somebody to help you out in those situations. But, but you know, April and I were talking about this before the show. This is why I think we really like this season because this is what feels like what this show should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought that the season two was a little bit of a tonal diversion, and it was it was it was personal about Jess. But like, this is what I've been waiting for this show to be is like this fun, you know, this mashup of a superhero show. Yes, but mostly a private eye show. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, and they they're able to do some really good uh, private eye work. Uh, as they stay at a very luxurious looking uh you know uh, motel and <laughs> the uh the realization that apparently tractor rollovers are actually a thing mm-hmm. right and uh oh no yeah, <laughs> i guess people have tractors uh so they really get the feeling that it, it, that's not Salinger's first kill and uh so what we get in you know sort of the earlier part of the episode is that that police officer is very protective of the people in her town. They know Gregory and they know sort of the bad upbringing that he had. And, and she felt like we weren't able to protect him. Mm-hmm. We're going to do that now. But they then, <clears throat> excuse me, are able to come across the very surprising uh, turn of events that uh, apparently one of his best friends on the wrestling team disappeared uh, before graduation. So uh, I think that became pretty apparent to uh, everyone uh, except for the uh, the missing boy's mother, because uh, I think the dad seemed to feel like, all right, yeah, I think she's on to something mm-hmm. here. Um, but what a great moment for Salinger, without even being really in this episode, when they see the, the Christmas card that he sent to this family whose son they murdered, <laughs> and it's a picture of him standing <laughs> where he buried the kid, He'll always be with you. Uh-huh. 
so yeah. Oh. So uh, I mean, didn't take Jessica long. You know, Jessica knows Salinger well enough at this point that she she knows what to do with that. He can't help himself, like doing a little nod to his work. But I mean, that's a very serial killer thing mm-hmm. uh, for the way that we know serial killers, yes. which is completely you know, from fiction, fiction. Right. <laughs> fictionalized serial True killers. Detective. You know? Yeah, right, exactly. Because you feel like your real serial killers right. uh, get away with something, mm-hmm. and then they don't feel the need to brag about it. They're like, oh man, this is so awesome that I got away with this. Yeah. So, uh, and I think it's, uh, I, I think that, the, it, you know, Jessica's able to understand that as upsetting as it is in this moment for these parents, they're going to get the closure that they, I mean, they just can't have it if they don't know Look, he's buried here under this uh, gazebo. I think mm-hmm. great powers moment here. Yes. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. This is a, th- that was one of the things I was excited about was that you actually see her really using her powers, just you know, pounding away at the dirt and just really trying to to find it. Uh, what uh, is this? That's the sort of thing that you're always looking for in the show, Adam. Like, yeah, actual... I want to say a little bit more. Like, I like flipping a gazebo over, mm-hmm. yeah. and I loved uh, I loved the the, the the officer coming, drawing the gun on her. Jessica, like, I'm not stopping, not stopping. And then Patsy or Trish shows up and, and, you know, with the camera there, right? So Mm -hmm. it was, it was well done. Like, people still don't know that Trish has powers. We still have this as a secret. Yeah. So she's still her secret weapon, but she does the smart things like, you're on candid camera. Right. What are you going to do? You're going to shoot her for what? And then, of course, the reveal. It's great. Great moment. Loved it. Loved that whole little road trip bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought that it was it was great great character interaction for both uh, Jessica and Trish, just so showing how well they work together. When Trish didn't need to use her powers, April, you know, it's just mm-hmm. like obviously the media is so important; uh, it factors into both of these episodes fairly heavily. It's just like, so you're going to shoot this person uh, mm-hmm. while I film you? I mean, go go ahead, I guess. Uh, so that uh, really brings them uh, to. What they wanted from that trip is, you know, just wasn't where they thought that it was going to be, was getting this evidence that he, you know, of whoever he killed first and just the idea that he wouldn't have hid and he wouldn't have been able to hide evidence the way that he is now. So it obviously seems like a very uh, useful uh, useful piece of uh, of evidence, which we'll talk more about in a moment, but there's other things to tackle in this, this yes. episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Malcolm. Which is indeed Malcolm. <laughs> uh, and uh, he has a, we've talked a lot about Jillian uh, on, on this show. Uh, he has a sort of a great moment when it's like, yeah, I'm working with Jessica. I need all the stuff you have on Salinger. She said it'd be okay. Yeah, she, she said, said it'd be okay. <laughs> oh, well then, yeah, just go ahead and take everything. And Jillian's like, yeah. And even when Trish says it's okay, she's like... I have her proxy. Yeah, she's like, I need really? to hear this from Jessica. It's like... And, you know, Trish is just like... I do think that Jessica would have been fine with that in that mm-hmm. moment. But Jillian's right to be like... You know, you are just Patsy. I don't know if I can uh, if I can really trust you. Mm-hmm. But uh, what do you feel like is going on for Malcolm at this point? You know, he's he's just desperate. To me, he's desperate in a way that's unlike any way he's been desperate before mm-hmm. in the previous seasons. You know, uh, talk a little bit about what you feel like his state of mind is in episode seven. I feel like we're finally noticing Malcolm starting to do the right thing again. That he sees what Hogarth is doing and he is not buying into it. And he's like, this is not right. We know that he's a killer. And he finally starts to side more with Jessica this episode. 
Yeah, and I, I think that, you know, obviously his tenure at Alias Investigations didn't end the way he wanted it to, but I think he he knows Jessica's a good person. He feels very strongly that if she believes this guy is this bad, we, we have to do everything we can to help him. Uh, also in this episode, as we alluded to earlier, uh, Adam, uh, Trish can't stop herself. Trish needs to call the New York Bulletin and... Um, when she didn't do a sit-down interview with Karen Page, I was definitely disappointed. Oh, yeah. But still, of course, she needs the uh, media attention. So so let's elaborate more uh, for what this all means for Trish. So are we referring to when she gets herself photographed? Yeah, when she, when she gives out the anonymous... <laughs> when she gets out the, the burner flip phone, and I have an anonymous tip. Yeah, yeah, so she does some posing, which I think is a mistake, because I I agree with Dorothy, actually. Her costume is not... I mean, it's yeah. like... It makes Daredevil's initial costume look mm-hmm. way, you know, like, way advanced. Yeah. Um, which I loved, by the way. Um, so, uh, yeah. Why does she do that? Do we know why she does it? Is it just that she, she wants the attention... Like within she, Jessica's getting accolades and uh-huh. praise, and Trish is literally standing Oof. right there at times, or sometimes across the street, Oof. and she she just feels left out, and she needs to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think uh, she would be much more valuable to Jessica if she was okay to live in the shadows just for a little while. Yeah, you know? but she's just like she really she needs that rush. Well, she's, I mean, she, look, she's a she's a child actress. She's so public now. She needs that. Yeah. Um, but I also wanted to talk about Malcolm a little bit because yeah. Malcolm, uh, he's completely double crossed Hogarth now, and I don't know is he is Zaya kind of busts him on the computer. Zaya finds out that Malcolm has been talking to this vigilante. Yeah. She so sees him on the computer. I think in this episode she just sees it, and right? And we can talk about it. You know, we'll, well, she just sees it. She sees it, yeah. But, and that's what I mean by sort of busting him. But what I, my, my question there was, um, still not sure if Malcolm's going to make it out of the series live. Still don't know where my prediction is mm-hmm. about the death of Malcolm. But um, is Malcolm and Barry, is that in a place where it would have been recorded to? Did that happen in that same room? Wasn't no, that, that, was, at, that was at his apartment. Okay. But... We don't know that that wasn't recorded. He was remembering it, though, right? He, he remembers it and feeling really guilty yeah, about I it. Yeah, I think that, you know, you talk to your girlfriend and you remember the, the oh. prostitute the prostitute gave you a freebie. It's not a great feeling. Yeah. We've it's all like, been there. <laughs> I'm glad you said it. Uh, so... Uh, no, the, I'm just kidding. I the, don't have guilt. <laughs> um, the, the important thing from this episode, though, is... Uh, the ending sequence where we see that uh, Salinger is a wrestling coach. Oh, this is great. To mm-hmm. children and how both Malcolm and uh, Jessica, uh, that just doesn't sit well with them knowing what he is. Um, it's weird because I think on a weird level, even though he's deranged, psychopath, serial killer, I don't think he has ill intentions for these children. I would not say he should be around children, but I don't think he sees it that way. Mm-hmm. These are these are kids who have potential ahead of them. He wants to help them so that hopefully they can be this sort of next level being like he is. Um, but boy, if those kids knew what he was, they wouldn't be so happy cheering for him getting his ass kicked. Right, mm-hmm. April? Absolutely. Uh, I am shocked that he doesn't have a restraining order against him. Very yet. surprised. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like that's coming in a future episode, yeah. and I haven't seen if there is that in an episode. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, I've only seen uh, after episode eight. But yeah, I thought there's a when he's like, "Come on in," and she's mm-hmm. like, "So, so he invites her in, and she goes in." I'm like, 
Yeah, I mean, this, that's that's too wrong. He so. can't not try to prove his superiority. Right. Over. Mm-hmm. He's got to show that not only did he get away with it, but he's teaching these kids. He knows the effect that's having on her. He wants to know that he can walk right up to her and be public. And then he's going to, like, wrestle her, and he thinks he could, like, out-wrestle her. Yeah, and I'm surprised that we didn't see him like show up in a, a neck brace with Jerry Hogarth at his side at the right. beginning of episode 8 by the way like I really thought that's where this mm-hmm. was going was like you know it's like because she didn't really hurt him but it's enough I mean we saw other people filming it she she threw him around a couple of times mm-hmm. and I think he's not going to come to terms with the fact that she is stronger than him even though he feels like she's cheated it doesn't matter yeah. he's like she, they all think you're a cheater right mm-hmm. and she's, she's like, not really? a cheater they're cheering they're <laughs> yeah. laughing the and, kids are loving uh, it so it's a great moment but I'm just like uh, you know this this isn't gonna really help the cause especially April when she says uh, is, is something about uh, is this the move that you use to kill Nathan mm-hmm. uh, because I understand oh. wanting to get the rise out of him Nathan of course is his friend from the wrestling team back in Wappinger Falls mm-hmm. uh, what uh, what do you think about Jessica blurting that out to him they both can't help themselves. They want to know that they're one step in front of the other. Mm-hmm. And that really sets him off for episode eight. <laughs> yeah, and let's uh, move it over mm-hmm. to uh, episode eight uh, because uh, we get a, a sense that, uh, you know, it, we basically start off with Costa talking to Jessica that this masked vigilante, yeah. Hellcat, is really taking so Conflict. much of attention. And it, it more than anything, it's cost him the clout that he needs to get a hold of the body uh, from uh, upstate. So uh, I I think that we we really see how, just how difficult this situation has become. I think as much as Trish is an asset, Adam, uh, she definitely is holding Jessica back in in the pursuit of actually getting this guy. Yeah, yeah. She's made uh, their job worse because they had Costa willing to help and do the workup on the evidence that she now found, but now he's buried because of this vigilante thing. So Trish is literally getting in the way of their own investigation by making Hellcat public. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is where I mentioned Dorothy yes. becomes involved. And I love Dorothy. She is so resilient. Uh-huh. She's Never just like, stopping. Oh, we're doing this now? Fine. But let me design the costume. You're going out in that? Mm-hmm. Yes. And then she drops the, the, the cat reference. Yes, it, Everybody it should, loves cats. It should have a theme <laughs> like cats. Everybody loves cats. Great. Yes, okay. yes, we're waiting for that. Great. Uh, so, yeah, and uh, we get uh, the first attempt at uh, giving Trish a superhero name, Beanie Girl, which doesn't seem to stick. I think Hellcat might sound a little bit... Uh, Burger Boy and Beanie Girl. I yeah. like that. Yeah, we've got <laughs> great Jessica. characters yeah. in here. Uh, and then, just sort of interestingly, I'm like, all right, I guess we're going here. Uh, Costa and his partner are trying to uh, adopt a, an orphan from Burundi, and I'm like... Okay, I guess I guess we're getting that in here too, right. you know. And I'm just like, I, I don't know yeah. that I, I don't know that I need to go home with Costa, mm-hmm. but I feel like you know maybe that's going to uh, factor in. But he he makes the point about to to Jessica that yet yeah, she needs more than just the job. Yeah, mm-hmm. and no, he's a good character. Yeah, I like no, him. I think he's great. Him. No, I definitely like him. I just uh, like in that moment when I'm like, he's adopting a kid, but you right. know. why are we going? <laughs> yeah, here? right. Exactly. It's like you know, uh, she needs your help. Uh-huh. Jessica does. Uh, so, but it's also messing up his life because now he's got to do that thing where you know if they they don't deem him uh, a potential good parent, you know, it could affect him mm-hmm. being able to get the kid, and that's like one of those uh, red flags.
Bragg's the guy that's he's too dedicated to his job that he can't you know be here. Mm-hmm. But listen, I mean, he's a, he's a detective. You got to understand at the adoption agency that he might have to take this call. The text was literally like. Salinger's going to kill someone tonight. I need you. Yeah, like, you basically. can't ignore that. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it seems like his partner kind of understands, like, you know what, this is really a big, this is a big case, mm-hmm. and it's not that moment where Costa's like, I'm putting the phone down, right. I'm not going to help her. Uh, he knows kind of the, the priorities here. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about uh, Salinger. I just kind of want to tidy up a couple things with some of the other characters in this episode, episode eight. Uh, Malcolm sees that Zaya has edited the video where he's talking to Trish, uh, and uh, I think that it's an interesting choice because obviously she she cares for him, but uh, Hogarth is just incensed that this person exists and is you know snooping around her files. And this is sort of something we didn't really touch on in the previous episode. It, it comes out that you know somebody matching this description of the master vigilante had uh, basically accosted some of the clients of Hogarth's law firm. Uh, and this is where she talks about how they think she's weak, they think that she's going to take this, and she wants this woman unmasked, which of course becomes Malcolm's job, which would be really easy if he wanted to do his job, Mm -hmm. since he knows her. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, um, what, uh, apart from that, I mean, what is it about this that you think bothers Hogarth so much? Just the fact, uh, April, do you think that it's that she that she's kind of been used by an, another superpowered person? Yes, absolutely. And just the fact that she is dying, and through these past couple episodes, she's constantly saying, this is my legacy, and she doesn't want anything messing with that. Yeah, I, I really think that uh, it's... It, it, it's, it, you know, it, it, she really, like I was talking before about Malcolm, how the walls are closing in on her. And for Jerry, I think it should feel that way. But she's just Jerry. And I think it's like she'll just continue standing tall, you know, no matter what happens. Probably with like her last dying breath, she's going to mm-hmm. be like, nope, everything's fine. Uh, I am. I got it covered. Definitely. She just wants that winning record yeah. because she, she certainly doesn't have. Now Jerry's affected because she doesn't have her tender sweet side anymore. There's the you know that that kith that was making her want to live for a positive reason is now flipped around. She's you know her own um, hubris once again has worked against her. Now she's lost kith because of what she tried to do, and now this is the only thing she has mm-hmm. is that reputation. So she's back to the old Hogarth and her her ways. Are were you surprised, Adam, that uh, Zaya did edit the video so that uh, it didn't look, you know, look like Malcolm walked out before Trish started? I was surprised and pleased because I like Zaya. Yeah, uh, I like her, and she is also fairly complicated. Like she, she wants to rise at this Hogarth law firm. She, we have not seen her have any sort of ambiguity about mm-hmm. working for Hogarth, um, and she chooses Malcolm. And uh, I, I, again, it's going to come out because it always does about Malcolm's dalliance. But yeah, I feel like Zaya is going to be able to take it and move forward. Right. And the other thing before we move on from Hogarth is at this point, we're well aware of the fact that they've lost two thirds of their be- business in, in uh, the Rand Corporation. And uh, right. she even says Danny Rand would never stand for this. And then the reference is like, oh, well, he's off on, on some sabbatical, which if you saw season two of Iron Fist, the sabbatical is that crazy third season of Iron Fist that we're never going to see, which would have been amazing. So uh, so we get the realization that, uh, you know, 
it happened sort of you know, as with most things with the Rand Corporation, it happened without uh, Danny signing off on it. And it, I think that's a good that's a logical explanation that, uh, you know, her former uh, partner is quick interjection. Do you think that there's a chance we'll we'll get a guest star from a Danny Rand or someone? I, I mean, don't, like I don't know who we're going to have, but I mm-hmm. have a feeling from articles I haven't clicked on that there are some at least one cameo. At some OK, because there usually season. is at least yeah. one. So I don't it's usually I, night nurse. <laughs> Right, yeah, but, but it's she actually her. hasn't been around for yeah. a while. Yeah, so uh, I'm trying. If, yeah, I'm trying to finish this at a pace where I don't have it ruined for me. But I feel like I know I was hoping that we would at least get somebody because this is the last uh, Marvel Netflix mm-hmm. series. Uh, all right. Uh, so uh, we're going to go a little bit more than the time that's up there because uh, that we have to really talk about uh, this. The main focus of the episode is this video. That Salinger sends that fake to Jessica. Snapchat it, app. It's the, yeah. yeah, I love. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah I, I love fake social media when there's like a fake Facebook mm-hmm. and you know all that. When they just have to come up with their own. It's like, ah, uh, how about Insta? Yeah, yeah. probably <laughs> because your first like nine choices are already actually taken by various you mm-hmm. know uh, businesses. So uh, we get this video, and it really again we talk about this being a, a detective show. It, it's a it's a great device where look the clock is ticking by seven o'clock. Uh, you know, everyone's going to know what a fraud you are, basically. And uh, her and Trish do some great work trying to figure out, you know, who that is. Um, what do you think about the framing of this episode, April? Just this idea that they have this 7 o'clock deadline. I thought that was really interesting, having that ticking clock. And I thought it was really smart of Salinger, the whole episode, like how he hired that fake guy to sit there and watch Animal Planet. Yeah, <laughs> which, by the way, where's that Craigslist at? I, right, I, I, you he's know, like, great I, gig. Like, if, if you're out serial killing, I don't have any part of it, but I'll sit on your couch and watch TV. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I want that job. Uh, yeah, I thought that that was, uh, that, that was, a, that was a nice touch. That, uh, you know, however they were surveilling him, they weren't close enough to know, like, yeah, that guy doesn't look anything like him. And they swore it, too. They were like, he is in there. We promise you. And Jessica's like, "Uh uh-uh. Right, but it was cool that that was his only crime at that point, too. Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. he was being surveilled, but, like, he wasn't under arrest or anything, so he wasn't really doing anything illegal. He was just just eluding them mm-hmm. because he's so superior. <laughs> yeah. But I like, uh, to answer your question, I really like the the cat and mouse thing that they're doing. You know, Hell cat and mouse? Hell cat and mouse. <laughs> um, Jessica really got to him in the wrestling thing, yeah. really did what she wanted, and, uh, and, and set love, him off. And realizing, like, I'm going to send him this video of me just breaking all of this yes. stuff because, as we've talked about, the comparison to Kevin Spacey and Seven, just sort of the idea that she could have sent him a video of, of her like tilting one of his diplomas and right. he probably like, would have freaked out. <laughs> but instead she just like smashes all this crap. Yeah. And uh, I think I think it's a very dangerous tactic, but Jessica was absolutely right. It's very effective because he was very rattled and he was very upset. Um, I don't know that he changed what his plan was at that point. Do you think that video from Jessica. Well, let me put it this way: the the woman who they identify working at the the chemical company who, that sort of a you know, that didn't quite work for me. That uh, tenuous connection of like, oh, so he knows the company that right. uh, you know mm-hmm. that that, that uh, had the whatever those chemicals were that spilled on Jessica in the car accident that made her superpowered. Okay, I guess. So, uh, do you think that he was originally going to kill that woman? And then when he got so incensed by the video that he changed his mind, I'll ask you first, Adam. I don't know that he did. I, yeah. I, think, I think that this was perhaps him being a step ahead of her again and being like, oh, she's figuring out my pattern. She's 
he's going to know that I'm going to connect it to something in the past. So it's a, it's a red herring. Mm-hmm. He deliberately sends her on the wrong path. He does get to her. He is pissing her off. Um, but I don't know. It's an interesting question. We don't really have confirmation one way or another. Um, yeah. you, you could say that maybe he was going to kill this person, and then when she does that, he ups it and makes well, it that, even more that's, personal. That's what I was thinking more after the fact, not in the moment. Uh, do you have thoughts on that one way or the other, April? Yeah, I'm not sure what his plan of thoughts yeah. was. I I like to think that she was the one who set him off and that he was originally going to kill that girl, but maybe he just wanted to keep her busy the whole day. Right, but the fact that they were able to identify and get to that girl, mm-hmm. I think, is probably him wanting to keep them busy, mm-hmm. you know, because of what he actually planned, which we'll talk about momentarily. Uh, I Them going around showing people this, like, do you know this woman, you know, in the hat whose face you can't see? Mm-hmm. I, I was like, look, uh, you know, go ahead and, and give that a try. But Do you uh, know the back of this woman's yeah. head? So have you ever seen this hat before? Right. <laughs> Did anyone ever wear this hat around you? Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I'm glad that they didn't seem to get a positive ID on their their <laughs> shit because mm-hmm. I really thought that was gonna, that was going to happen. The yeah. television interview was great. Yeah, just, I did just, want to talk about yeah. that. Yeah, uh, Dorothy showing her her value here as uh, someone who, as I mentioned in the intro to this episode of our show, the uh, media media manipulation of uh, and Jessica can't quite. She she serves the purpose that they intended uh, of letting people know that, you know, this is a bad guy who's looking for this. If this is you, you should be worried. Uh, but Jessica, you know, definitely we talked about Salinger getting rattled. Uh, Jessica can't help herself but get a little rattled by the questioning, right, April? Yeah, I think this is my no filter moment. Yeah, we'll just throw it in now. Yeah, for the show. because No filter moment. Some fun sound effect. I know Ryan was waiting at that one. Oh, there it is. There was. No, go with your instinct, buddy. No, it was like, yeah, there was somebody signing into Windows 95. Yeah. <laughs> um, is that that interviewer was clearly trying to be very professional and oh, she's yeah, swearing the, uh, on this air. This is what we talked about before. Mm-hmm. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, and Jessica swears like yeah. twice, and, and yep. like, I don't think they would have stuck with this, but uh, <laughs> you know. And Trish watching the live feed on her laptop was you know not delayed by even a minute. Okay, mm-hmm. but yeah, we sure. move on. We move on because these are not the things that should take away from what was very uh, entertaining and uh, really terrible uh, in the sense of what happens uh, mm-hmm. episode. Uh-huh. So, uh, and I like that when they find this woman, uh, she's like ready to fight. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. she's not just like. Oh hey, you guys looking for me? She's like, "What? What do you want?" Right. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I thought that surprised me, and uh, just that sort of terrible realization that uh, you know uh, that I guess for Jessica it's like, well, he's going to make this really personal, and I don't have any family left. Um, and I think in that moment, as I'm watching, and tell me what each of you thought, I'll ask you first, April, did you think that meant, oh, okay, so in the next episode, I guess uh, Salinger's going to actually go after Trish, not realizing that she has powers? Yeah. Did you think that's what they were setting up? I definitely thought it was going to be him going after Trish. <laughs> yeah. Did you did you expect the same? Yeah, clearly, know. yeah. That's where they where they lead us. You know, she says she knows about my sister, and I love that Jessica calls her a sis- his sister yeah. again. Mm-hmm. So that's beautiful. Um, and um, that's not where they go they do get kind of seven with it yeah and i was uh i you know it's just uh was just the realization of where it was going before it actually happened is like uh uh-oh because 
you know, we uh, we've had a, a complicated relationship as viewers. With, I believe uh, with you Dorothy. called for Dorothy's death earlier yeah. on in the um, you cursed her earlier in our episodes. You know, I think I was just trying to negate the uh, idea that Malcolm and Burger Boy would still be alive eight mm-hmm. episodes in. By the way, and the yeah. only reason Eric's still alive is because he's gone right now. Yeah, yeah. he's he's, 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 like, he's, like, he's on he's on the land somewhere. Maybe uh-huh. he's gone up to Wappinger Falls and he's just laying low. <laughs> he's been gone both these episodes. Yeah, right, mm-hmm. right exactly. So just think of the burgers he's making. Mm-hmm. He's probably There's, so much happier but anyway uh so we have this terrible realization that uh salinger got to uh, trish's mom dorothy mm. and you know we as viewers know as soon as we see her sitting in the chair we're like okay I'm d- the only question is how much of this are we going to see and the answer is a lot mm-hmm. uh i did not expect it to be quite so graphic what did you think of the reveal of dorothy uh april I thought it was interesting when Trish walks in, she's like, Mom? And there's like this huge pile of blood on the ground, and she just slowly mm. walks over. She's like, oh, Mom's always spilling red wine. Right. I'm sure everything oh. is fine. Uh, what did you What did you think, Adam, as, as that scene's playing out uh, before we even get I to I thought the they were going to cheese it out, and she was going to be almost dead. Yeah. yeah. And then she was dead. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that certainly brings me to my no-filter moment. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was the final frames of the scene, which was Trish in the final frame of the scene, mm-hmm. which we uh, don't really know my, what, where it goes. And my, my no-filter moment is a little bit more lighthearted. It's when the waiter at the cafe called her a child star psycho. Called oh, Trish yeah. Star, I like because, that. But I just love the fact that in that moment, uh, Trish is trying to get the identity of someone by using something that apparently happened on an and episode of her show. I was like, he's like, Wait, is this a hidden camera mm-hmm. thing? I've totally seen this episode right. of it. Do you think it's really funny or ironic that Trish is useless as a PI because she's such a public figure, but I, really good as it, Hellcat it, with a mask yes, on? It's hysterical to me, yeah. actually, mm-hmm. that she tries to be a PI. It's like, wait a minute. You're, Everybody it's knows it's the, it's the least private, private high yeah. imaginable. And uh, for me, uh, I alluded to this at the top of the show as we wind down here, that, uh, the, I, I look, some of these episodes of these Netflix shows have ended in a way where, like, you need to see what's next. Mm-hmm. This has definitely been the hardest <laughs> where I'm, yes. like, I'm not watching the next one. I, I like, I can't watch 9 and 10 beca- or, or, you know, anymore just because I need to not know when we talk about it on this show. But yeah. I really want to know. So now, when we go home, I can I can watch it. Yes. But, uh, and uh, we'll get some final thoughts. But before, uh, so everyone knows that we'll be back to talk about episodes 9 and 10 and one week from today uh, at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 Eastern, uh, we'll do 9 and 10. And then on next Friday, which is the 28th, uh, we will do two shows. We'll do 11 and 12 and then an entire show for 13. So, uh, But what I want to make sure you know is our next episode is a week from today at 2 Pacific. And sorry, what were you going to say, April? I was just going to say real quick, uh, what are your predictions? Do you think she kills him or no? No. I don't think I, I don't think that Trish kills uh, Salinger. I think that Jessica is able to stop him from getting killed, especially because it's only going to be episode nine. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he's going to be uh, dead. Uh, what do you think, Adam? I think that Trish will take the mantle of Hellcat to honor her mother, who said cat theme. You know, she mm-hmm. called it out. So that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking we are going to get a name check of Hellcat. Yes. Uh, as far as the killing, uh, no, I don't think. I don't think she's gonna. 
But mm-hmm. if she does, that's going to be a great reveal of whatever uh, Salinger has put in motion to ruin Trish. By, right. By it, letting, right. If I go on with him murder. dead, yeah. yeah. So uh, we will uh, talk more about this next week. Uh, but until then, Adam, where can people find you? You can find me uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Adam Gertler. Talk about all the things. Marvel, DC, DC Movie News on Popcorn Talk Network, our sister station as well on Fridays at 1 p.m., FX Movie Download, Eat a Hot Dog for Doghouse, and uh, I will see you uh, next week. And April, where do people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at April13Dawn. You can find me at Christian DMZ and Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Pacific on Marvel TV Weekly right here on AfterBuzz TV. That's all we have for right now. We'll see everybody next week. Thanks. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.